really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Thanks for joining me here today for another episode. And as I begin today, I have a confession to make, which is I am tired. I'm very tired. Uh, I'm weary. I'm exhausted. And so I thought, well, maybe that's what we need to talk about today. (laughs) What do we do when we are just weary and worn out and tired. And I'll tell you a little bit more. There's one good reason why I'm tired. You may have heard me mention on this podcast before that I've been helping a friend of mine publish her debut novel because she was diagnosed with a glioblastoma just as she finished the novel and had sent it off to an agent to be shown around, shopped around to publishers in New York. And she recognized that there simply wasn't enough time to get a traditional publisher to publish this book for her to be sure that she would actually be able to even see it in print. And so I decided to help her publish it because I've published some of my own books and we accomplished it in three months time. It took us three months from just a word document to a finished, printed, beautiful, lovely book. And it's been just amazing. The book was released for publication six days ago, and then today I just got home from a book launch party where we celebrated my friend and her accomplishment and writing this wonderful book, and lots of people came. Many copies were sold. In fact, so far about 350 copies of the book has sold in just just six days, which is really amazing, and we're so very happy and excited about that. But to be honest, I am, I'm worn out. And I realize it's this let down feeling of exhaustion that happens sometimes after you've taken on a big task and done something really huge that you've been working on day and night. And then when it's done, and it's over, that's when the tiredness begins to set in kind of the exhaustion that maybe I couldn't allow myself to feel over the last three months. It's all here right now, today. And so it's the exhaustion of something big and something good having happened and having really put all my energy and time into it. So it's a good exhaustion. I'm happy for it. And I will say also in this very moment, I'm packing up to go be at hand when my very first grandchild is going to be born fairly soon, any day now. And so I'm moving on from one project, from getting this book birthed into the world, rapidly moving on to another new project of sitting, vigil, being present and attending as my baby granddaughter is going to be born into the world. And so uh, 
in the midst of this exhaustion and weariness, I have something exciting and new to look forward to that is also giving me somehow some energy. And so it's this curious mixture of feeling so tired and weary, but also feeling underneath it all, there's an energy that I know is going to help me get through the long drive over the next two days and getting where I need to be to be in place when the baby's born. So there's there are many mixed emotions here because it's been exciting to see my friend publishing her book. Um, There's also just the anticipatory grief of knowing what is ahead for her, um, knowing the loss that is coming for all of us. And so there's this bittersweet quality to all of it. And um, that's, I think that's mostly what I'm carrying right now, the bittersweet poignancy of it, of seeing my friend triumph in something wonderful that's been done right in the moment where she is also facing that she's dealing with a terminal condition. So uh, it's a very interesting time. But that's just me personally. In addition to that, as we all know, very strange things are happening in our world. And I, I imagine all of us are feeling a certain amount of exhaustion because not a day goes by that there isn't something traumatic to deal with, something unexpected, some things that maybe were expected, but we were hoping wouldn't come to pass that are now upon us. And every day there seems to be more and more weight coming down upon us, more and more challenges, more and more trauma to deal with in our world. And every day is something new, but not in a way that feels good, like my anticipation of the new grandbaby coming into the world. Every day there's something new and frightening and upsetting that comes along. And so in the midst of all of these swirling, difficult emotions, I'm trying to figure out how to stay on course here, how to stay on balance, and how to manage my own energy so that the exhaustion doesn't keep me from experiencing fully everything that's going on in my life right now, right in the here and now, moment to moment. So I want to read a poem to you. I I got a new poetry book, which I'm really excited about. It's called Love Notes from the Hollow Tree by Jared K. Anderson. And I have two poems to read to you. But the first one kind of describes what I'm experiencing right now, this the fatigue and being worn out in a sense, worn out by what I've been doing in my personal life, but also the weariness of the world and all the tumult that is present in the world. So this poem by Jared K. Anderson is called Regroup, which is exactly what I need to do right now, regroup. You lend your strength to justice you hold in tears. You carry anxiety like an ember on your palm. The hungry seas of human affairs churn beneath your boat. Come ashore for a day. Touch something green. 
Let the whispering life in you speak to nature and find its voice renewed. So this is just a simple little poem and I love it. I love the idea of this image of floating in a boat on these churning, hungry seas of human affairs and how traumatic that is and how you can't stop focusing on it or paying attention for one minute to what's happening or your boat might capsize and you might be pulled under into these, into these churning seas but that if we could just come ashore for a minute and just touch nature and just let nature remind us that life goes on, life is constantly pulsing underneath and through and within every single thing that's happening everywhere on this planet, everywhere in the universe, that is how we can regroup and find renewal. And this really speaks to me because at the same time as all these other things are happening, I had the experience in the past week of being able to go camping for a couple of days. And it took me all the way back to so many experiences in my childhood when my family spent a lot of time out in nature, in the mountains. We were always by some river or stream fishing or going for little hikes and I loved nature. I particularly loved wildflowers. And so as a little kid, I would pick them. I would make little bouquets. I loved the wildflowers, particularly mountain lupin, which was present in a lot of the places we went to on our little journeys. And I, I loved the smell of it and the color of it and just the gorgeous blossoms of mountain lupin. And so I, I, carried that with me from the time I was very small, this love of these wildflowers. And one amazing experience I had an opportunity to have when I was in high school, my high school science teachers got together and created these science camps for us in the summertime. Each one was one week long. And during these camps, we would travel around to various parts of our state and we studied geology we studied the botany with the all of the the biology the animals that were growing there the the minerals we we looked at everything we we just dove in deep for a week in a particular area and studied and learned everything about it and one of the most amazing things is that i got to learn about all of the wildflowers that are present in my state. By the time we had four different weeks of camp, we went to four different quadrants of the state and I learned all the wildflowers. I learned how to identify them. So these flowers I had loved all of my life finally all had names. I, I knew even their genus and species at one time, but I knew their popular names and I could identify them. So I could go on a walk anywhere and I could point out each one of the tiniest little wildflowers that were growing next to the path. And the thing is, once I knew the names of the flowers, I began to see so many more of them than I had ever seen in the past. There was something about knowing the name and having studied each one of these little flowers that made me so much aware of them. 
I had knowledge of them. I had touched them and I had seen their life and I had seen the role that they play in an ecosystem as well. And so for me, for years and years, Every time I went on a hike or every time I found myself out in the mountains, I would be able to relive this experience of walking through a meadow and being able to identify all of the wildflowers. Now, I admit, I discovered on my camping trip, I've forgotten the names of some of them, um, though I they're in my head. I know it. They're in my head somewhere. I just haven't thought of it for such a long time. Some of them I couldn't think of, but I also have a collection of wildflower uh, nature guides that I can go through and I will go through over the next few days in order to identify and remember the ones that I may have forgotten. But there's something so special about knowing the names of the the living things in nature around us, the names of the trees and the plants and the flowers, the, the names of the animals that live on the land near us. And it turns out that my husband, his entire life has had a fascination with birds. And through him, I have begun to also learn how to identify a lot of different birds, first by their markings, but also by their songs and their behaviors and their habitats. I only have a rudimentary knowledge of birds compared to what he knows about them. But I understand he was also filled through his whole life with this this desire to know more and learn more about the birds that were around him in his environment. And he's still inspired by that and still loves that. And so when we go for a hike, we make a great team because I tend to be able to identify the flowers and he's listening to the birds and we're sharing what we know and what we love and what we've learned with one another. And what I found, much like the poem I read, is that during this short little camping trip when we got away from everything, we got out of the water, the, we got out of the boat being tossed around in the churning water and just went somewhere where we could have solitude and quiet for a few days and we could go for a hike and walk around, even uh, be caught in the rain <laughs> at times and just experience and be with nature and particularly nature that we know, nature that, that we know the names for, that we can talk about and we can share information about how amazingly beautiful and renewing that experience was for both of us. So I guess now I'm, I'm today I'm still tired because we just had this big event, but I know that that camping trip is actually what got me this far. It actually pulled me out of some of my earlier exhaustion and kind of overwhelm and brought me back up for air. And that's how I got this far. And today I'm tired again, but I know that I know that poem is true. If I can connect with nature and be in this space where I can touch this pulse of the life around me. I'll remember to be in this present moment and to just take it all in and live moment to moment and fill each moment up with this 
beauty of the world around me instead of being overwhelmed with the news and the stories and the awful things that I'm hearing about that happen elsewhere. I'm not shutting those out. I'm not denying those. I want to carry that with me. But in each moment, there's at the same time so much beauty, so much amazing life in nature to connect with and focus on that I can be regenerated. I can renew myself. I can find a way to regroup and to be fully present and to to really love each moment of this life, even with all the uncertainty that's happening right now. And so there's one more poem I wanted to follow up with and really end this shorter episode with, which is called Look Again. And this um, hearkens to my husband and his love of of birds, but also my love of the wildflowers, um, which I read into this poem as well. So Look Again by Jared K. Anderson. See a bird and dismiss it. See a bird and learn its name. See a bird and study its behavior. See a bird and question the physics of flight. See a bird and trace its DNA back to the dinosaurs. Life can pass over us unnoticed or be rich in poetry. I know it isn't easy. It's hard to slow down. It's hard to make time for questions, harder still to make room for answers. Some days, I'm too tired to look again, to look closer. And yet, each year, I stumble into this fact. Curiosity is worth the effort. So, I love this message from this poem as well. The idea that we do need to slow down. We need to make time for questions. We need to make room for answers. We need to really look and look again at at what's around us, at the beauty that's around us in this world. I love his idea of seeing a bird and being drawn in to learn its name, study its behavior, ask questions about its flight, trace its DNA back to the dinosaurs. I love that. Similarly for me with wildflowers, being able to knowing their names, but also knowing how they fit into the ecosystem and understanding how they survive and how they get nutrients. And this statement as well from the poem, life can pass us over unnoticed or be rich in poetry. So when I look around me, I see the inhumanity of human beings toward other human beings. I think the ugliness of our own shadow is coming to light right now and coming to the surface. It's all around us and we're seeing it in so many different ways and it's very painful to look at that. It's very painful to see what humans are capable of doing to other humans and to our planet as well. But in the midst of all of that, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the ugliness, there is still beauty. 
we can let it pass by us and not notice it, but we will be doing ourselves a disservice because it's the beauty in the natural world that actually contains what we need in order to be re-inspired, in order to find the energy to go on. And so while some days we might feel too tired to look and to touch the nature that's around us, it's one of the most important things we can do. And uh, Jared Anderson reminds us, curiosity is worth the effort. So at the very least, when we're exhausted, when we're in the midst of unsettling times, when we don't know why things are happening the way they are, when we're a little afraid of what might happen next, let's remember to keep our curiosity. Let's remember that life is still pulsing throughout and within everything on this planet and that anything can happen. Anything is possible, including love, including transcendence, including beauty. So let's stay curious. Let's get out of the boat every now and then and touch nature and allow it to reinvigorate us and re-inspire us. And let's work on learning the names of all of the life that's around us, wherever we might be. Let's begin there. Let's at least ask, what is the name of that flower? What is the name of that bird? What kind of dog is that that just walked by? Let's pay attention and, and maybe it means also we ask the name of the people that we encounter in our day-to-day -day lives. And so I just wanted to come on in the midst of my own fatigue and weariness to talk about some ways I am getting re-inspired, beginning with reading some poetry, which is really helpful to me, but also each day trying to be out in nature when I can. And so I hope that you find things that inspire you and that can help you keep going in the midst of these crazy times that we are living through right now. And um, to not lose hope and to not lose faith that anything can happen, that transcendence is always on the horizon. We're always moving toward it in one way or another. Sometimes we're moving a little bit backwards or sideways, but ultimately we're moving forward in the long run and in the big picture. So I hope you find some new energy to help you move forward and move toward the new births that are coming in your life and find yourself curious, inspired, and filled with the joy of life's poetry. And so until we're together next week, remember that we're here for love. No matter how tired you are, keep looking for love and keep generating as much love as you can. Face your fear. Be ready for whatever life brings you next. And love each and every moment of your very precious life. Bye-bye.